Hey guys, welcome to episode two with uh, Evan again. Be sure to go follow him on Twitter at uh, Evan underscore Mangin. But yeah, um, this was a good episode. It's basically going to be very similar to what we did with the college football, but this time with NFL, we're talking about last week's NFL. We talk a little bit about Aaron Judge. We talk about a couple of retirements. Um, It's a very NFL-packed episode, but like I said, a little bit of baseball. First time on the show, I'm pretty sure, as far as I can remember. Um, But yeah, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Go follow me on Twitter, um, and as Evan will say at the end of the episode, go Tribe. What's up? That scared me. Like when you joined, it like made a noise or whatever. And, and and I was just waiting for you to come on, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It just made you kind of jump a little bit. Yeah, it did. All right. All right. So you can start. What are we? What are we doing? All right. So first, just some quick news from the NFL: Cole Beasley and Blake Bortles both retired today. All right. Um, just want to give a shout out to both of them. Beasley had a great career in Buffalo and a few other places, I believe. And then Blake Bortles, mainly known for his playoff run with Jacksonville, making it all the way to the AFC title game. And mark my words, he should have been in the Super Bowl if it weren't for some Tom Brady scandal right there. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I don't know if they cut him afterwards or whatever because the other guys came back or whatever. But I kind of was surprised that Cole Beasley – Wait, it almost, obviously, he had to have been thinking about retiring if he just did retire, um, but he still took the practice squad slash team job in, in Tampa Bay when they were having right. trouble. So I was I'm slightly surprised, I guess, either that he retired or that he took the job to begin with because it was probably already circling in him that he was thinking about retiring. Yeah, I agree with that, definitely. Yeah, um, but yeah, okay, Any what else? Before we get into the main bulk of the episode, um, we also have now College Game Day in Lawrence, which is something very interesting to think about because the first time they're 5-0 and in like 13 years, and really the first time that they're good, like good, good in a while, um, probably since that 2009 year. Um, yeah, so I mean, they got Game Day in Lawrence. It's it's sold out. Um, they've been able to sell out their games. So that's that, not surprising that Game Day is sold out. What do you think? Yeah, and I mean, that's huge for the program. Um you know, I feel like it's the year of Kansas football. While I still do think they will probably lose this game, it's 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 unheard of that like Kansas would be in a position where last year that most of their fans were Oklahoma fans, like when they played Oklahoma at home. 
Yeah, like and they, now they're selling out and having game day on campus. Yeah, because they, I mean, like no, no Kansas fan was excited for their uh, two and nine team or whatever. Like no one really wanted to. I don't know. Like, I mean, no one cared. People would just rather watch them lose on TV than lose at the stadium. Um, right. <laughs> not spend their money on that. But now, but now it's almost something worth uh, going to watch. I mean, I feel like even if you're not a Kansas fan or a TCU fan, it's still a game they want to maybe even look at tune into because if because it's it's just something that hasn't happened in a while. I mean, and for you and I, we we didn't really watch football in two thousand nine, so as obviously. So I mean, this is like kind of the first time in our lifetimes. It's like, wow, they're they're like actually good. Right, right. It's definitely huge, and definitely uh, some other news from the baseball world. Judge uh, breaks the AL home run, home runs record with sixty two home runs. Yeah, no, yeah, that's that's um pretty insane. I mean, I'll, I'll be this is like the first time we're talking about baseball here in the show, and right. I'll be brutally honest. I don't know too much about baseball, but all I know is that I was definitely following this and uh, happened at Globe Life Park uh, Field, I guess now. Um, but it the dude who got the ball, what 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 happened with him? So basically, he caught it, and you know these when big things happen like this. I saw a video about it. It's like there's these auction people or these like authentication people who like are in all over the stadium and since it happened he the guy who caught the home run obviously got escorted down to the clubhouse and nothing really happened because he he wouldn't budge really but today we got word that um the auction house had offered him two million dollars for the home run ball we do not know further if he accepts that offer or what's really gonna happen but that is all we've heard from yeah, and well, I, right I, I also heard something about how, I don't know if it was totally true or not, but I did see some other article about how maybe he got some sort of, like, meet and greet with Aaron Judge, like a game-used bat and a couple of other, like, signed things. So I think that was also something that was on the table for uh, catching that ball um, as well. Yeah. I yeah, know. but do you want to was... continue? Uh... <laughs> Pause. Um, it's like a... Hey, what? No, no, not pause. I mean, like we're just pausing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But all right. Now, now that we've gotten through all that type of stuff, let's. What are your? Let's get your opinion on the twenty-four to nine Monday night football game, which it was a game where really I thought it was going to be closer. I thought it was going to be a better game, but I feel like the Niners came in with a great game plan to really slow down the offense of 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 what what's their name the the Rams. Rams. And, I, I saw some stat as well where um, uh, Matt Stafford was around 60% for like only like 50 yards um, and was sacked multiple times. Um, and the 49ers brought a bunch of blitz and it really, it really seemed to be working for them. And uh, yes, yeah, so that, that that's really kind of what I feel like would stop them on offense. Obviously Cooper Cup still had like 14 receptions over a hundred yards. I mean, you can't really stop him, but you just have to focus on stopping the other part of the offense. And that's really what they did. Yeah. And then let's not, let's not shy away from Jimmy G played well. Like, he, <laughs> like I'm telling you, he, Jimmy G, I, I believe is way better than Trey Lance. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think he's, he's not going to wow you on the stat sheet, but I feel right. like he's not going to, he's not going to turn the ball over. Well, he is going to turn. He's, I don't, okay. Let me rephrase that. He's not – I don't – I mean, last year, he's I just feel like now he's, 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 he's gotten better at it, and I also feel like he's not going to wow you on the stat sheet, but I feel like 
right now, I don't think Trey Lance is ready to start. And I'm honestly just surprised. And and I applaud I, I applaud Jimmy really for really will, being willing to restructure his contract, being willing to stick around, and not knowing if if it weren't for Trey Lance getting hurt, whether he would ever start again in an NFL game. And uh, here he is. I I just think I still think that he he needs to play more games, and I think that Trey Lance needs to watch him a little bit more, practice a little bit more, get a little bit better before he's ready to really go up and and do that. Right, and I. The, I don't want to go too, too deep into this, but, I mean, there's still a question mark. Will Trey Lance ever get to that level? Because I feel like, you know, this this he's only really had, like, two games to do it, you could yeah. say. But at the same time, I just – there's for me, there's a bunch of question marks on if he can get to an elite quarterback level like everybody's saying he will be. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just you just you just never know. I mean, he hasn't obviously, like you said, he hasn't played much, but you just really you really don't know like what he can bring unless he starts like a full season. And I just I just feel like right now, am I saying he's not going to be good? No, I think he can be good. It's just right now, in this instance, I just feel like Jimmy G is the better guy for the moment. Yeah, I completely with I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but. Now Monday night's out of the way. We can get into some of the other games from this past weekend. Um, if if you want to start, is there a game in particular that you really want to talk about? Uh, hold up. My bad. Um, come prepared. I would like <laughs> to talk about specifically. Now I just want to quickly touch on this, but um. The Seahawks and Lions going to a shootout over there. Oh, that so carried me in fantasy. I'm in this one league. I was so screwed at quarterback. I was done with Carson Wentz. And I put in Jared Goff, and he got me like 34. It was so clutch. Yeah, that's crazy. And also, uh, I mean, I can't I, – the Seahawks are 2-2. Two and two. Every, <laughs> uh, People were thinking they were going to go 0-17. Yeah, I mean, unless I mean again, Geno Smith. I guess they thought everyone thought they were like, "Oh crap, it's Drew Locke. They're screwed." But then no, Geno Smith has been playing solidly enough for them to be able to to play pretty well. Yeah, like for me, I kind of so last year, um, the Steelers played uh, the Seahawks when they saw Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson was hurt, and we had to play against Geno Smith, and he was a good quarterback. So I. I I knew coming into this year, they should start Geno Smith, and he wouldn't do a terrible job. I, you know, I really didn't expect two wins in four weeks, but yeah, they are really impressing me. Yeah, and so definitely, far. really, no one thought that they were going to come in on Russell Wilson's like rematch type thing. Not rematch, but like I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but his opposite team game and. And no one expected them to be able to win that. Wait, yeah, the Seahawks won that game, right? They did. Yeah, they did. All right, yeah, because, yeah, no, but that that game really carried my fantasy for me. It gave me 33 from Jared Goff. I did not know what to what to expect from him by starting him, but it really did work out. Yeah, a bunch uh, of lower level guys getting yeah. fantasy points too. Yeah, yeah. And what about what about what about your Steelers? And you, I, you called it at the beginning of the season. The Jets might be – they're no playoff team, but, might, but they might win yeah. some games that they shouldn't win yeah, more, like more to, games than they should. Yeah, I like to call them the dark horse team here. I think, I think the Jets uh, can be pretty good. Um, like, let's be honest here. I'm, I'm a Steelers fan, but I'm 
that's not really a great win to pick up. Like it's a good win, and and a win's a win in the NFL. But I mean, the Steelers, us at this point, I mean, you can question how great of a win it is. Anyway, they I'm looking at their schedule right now, and let's I'm gonna be honest here. They have a tough schedule, but if they can keep finding ways to pull out wins, I mean, yeah, I mean, they and- could they could end up with a decent amount of wins. I don't want to call playoffs, but. Yeah, I mean, and they're already thirty-two and two right now. And Zach Wilson has not—he's played better than he did last year so far, but he's not doing anything that's really winning numbers. Right. And yeah, one, I mean, another thing I want to touch on is how the Steelers benched Mitch Trubisky in uh, so that Kenny Pickett could play in the second half. That was that. That was huge. You like I mean, that? I I did originally. I was a little bit skeptical, but. Realizing that Mitch Mitch could get it done, I feel like like sometimes, but we needed somebody. I feel like what the Steelers needed was somebody explosive and ready. Yeah, and yeah, and, that, that, that's exactly like because I mean, it's he's not ex- Mitch Trubisky is solid. I saw somewhere Mitch Trubisky is not going to turn the ball over on you, but he's gonna he's not going to make plays. And, and bring that firepower, that aura that brings the, makes the whole offense better. But I feel like Kenny Pickett with his game, with his, like, game and, like, him being able to, to impress with his legs, do everything, like, I, he's got all the tools he needs, and I just feel like he brings that aura into, like, an offensive huddle, into an offensive uh, team that's been struggling. And I think it's going to give him a renewed level of confidence, and I think it's just going to make them be able to play better. Yeah, and as as a fan, obviously, like, I know – Usually the Steelers' offense, at least in my lifetime, has been kind of like this, where it's like we're not going to really score more than 30 points at best. Like, we always play these low-scoring defensive games, and, you know, usually we're, it's a bunch of field goals until the end. We may punch in a couple of touchdowns. But, you know, one thing with the Steelers is we always play it close, no matter what team. Like, it could, we, could be, we could be playing the Bills, and it will be a three-point game. I mean, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but you know, yeah. But it could no, also, it could also be the Jets, and it will be a three-point game. Like, it doesn't matter who we play; it's usually always close. Yeah, I mean, all right. Now, for me, the Panthers in a game where I mean they were favored coming into it, is but it was very fifty-fifty. It was only a one-point favorite, and I just felt like I felt like they had a genuine shot to win, and and they were they were up three-zero, I think, or it was three-all. And then there was 10-10 at halftime, 10-10 going into the fourth quarter. And then they were only down by three about a few minutes into the fourth quarter. And I really felt like that they still had that opportunity to win. But they then they just decided to fall apart. And mm-hmm. Baker is – he's basically doing what – he's turning the ball over a little bit more, but I feel like he's kind of in the same boat as Mitch Trubisky, not doing any – not doing a lot of bad, but not really doing anything good either. Is he better than Sam? yes. But I really do wish Matt Corral was healthy because I feel like if the Panthers were to lose a couple more games, Baker weren't wasn't going to impress. That's when I feel like you'd bring in Matt Corral. You already know Sam isn't very good, isn't going to get it done for you. And then you end up figuring out that Baker might not get it done for you. And then, But then you have this nice rookie that was obviously very good at Ole Miss, and, I, and he would come in and be able to show, like, hey, I might be the future of here in Carolina, but – but now that he's out for the season because he got hurt in the preseason game. I think gets the Patriots or whatever. Now it's not. It's not really looking. You don't. You don't really know where to go with the quarterback play for Carolina. Yeah, and one thing I don't. Again, 
I like to get ahead of myself, but what do you think Matt Rule is going to get fired at the end of the season? Or yes, just- unless unless he shows. I really feel like at this point, unless he gets at least like eight wins, which which would be a good sign of improvement, he's not he's not going to be there because you can't have like fifteen wins over the course of three seasons. Like you can't go five and twelve again and expect to still be there for a fourth year. Because while the offense isn't awesome, they've got good pieces. The offensive line isn't terrible. Like I feel like they have a good enough team to be a bubble wild card candidate. But it's just for some reason not happening. They got DJ Moore. Tommy Trimble seems like a guy that can be up and coming. The defense is obviously very, very good. Um, and in terms of like physicality, they're they're I feel like they're very physical. They're very they're very speedy. I just I feel like especially on the defensive side of the ball, they have enough there that can really do damage, but they're just not finding ways to win. Like, if you look at the Giants, obviously the Giants aren't awesome, but they're finding ways to win, and that's not what the Panthers are going to be able to do, are doing. And if he can't figure that out, then he's done by – honestly, they might fire him during the season if they're, like, 2-9 and nine or something or 4-8 and eight or something. And I would um, – who – you may not have an answer right now, but if he gets fired, do you have anyone in mind that you would want – that you would specifically want the Panthers to hire? And how would he be able to get – do you think that person would be able to get the team to a place – because they do – like, let's be honest, they do have a talented roster. But do you think that person would be able to get the team to a point where they can make the playoffs and maybe even go make a run in the playoffs? Yeah, you know, I don't have a person exactly in mind, but I kind of – I would kind of want a more – slightly more offensive-minded head coach because what they have going on at defense, their coordinator is good. Um, what they have going on on the defensive side, they got enough talent like Brian Burns, Frankie Luvu, Derek Brown, all of them. They have Jeremy Chin. That secondary is very good. They got all the pieces that they need on the defensive side of the ball. They've got a solid coordinator uh, calling the plays for them. So I just feel like they need to put a little bit more emphasis on the offense. So if they were to get a new guy, I would want them to get someone who's who's going to do a little bit more to repair the offense. That that's that's my take. But I mean, obviously, it's, it's ultimately not up to me. But that's what I would want, just because they they just can't over the course of the last two three years. Ever since they the last year they made the playoffs, they just haven't been able to find it on the offensive end. So I want someone who's able to pinpoint that and figure out what's going on. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And what, what about? What about the Giants? The Giants are three and one. Uh, Brian Dable is obviously, I think he's a keeper. He, they're three and one for the first time in a while. I forget. I don't know exactly what year it was, but it's been a long time. Um, they win. They're they're finding ways. Like twenty to twelve, they almost got lateraled on or something. But but it, they they were again just able to find a way to win. They're able to win against um, the the Titans in week one. And I just really feel like that the that they've bought the players have bought into Brian Dable and his aggressiveness and what he's trying to do. And I really feel like he's definitely a good fit for the Giants. Yeah. And I mostly agree with that. I just don't know. It could still be a little bit too early to say on if he's a good coach, but at the same time, like he had no control over what he was going into with. So yeah, and he's three and one. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah. And the guy, um, the other coach did not do well at all. Like he was, didn't have a single winning season. Um, but one thing I do want to touch on is they look like they're going to lose their next two games. They're at Green Bay. or Well, I guess that one game's in London, so not they're not really at Green Bay. Yeah. They have the Ravens, so I think they'll be 3-3. Three and three. But then they have 
a stretch of games that they or even lose all of them. They have at Jacksonville, at Seattle, versus Texans and versus Lions. Like any of those games are winnable for that team. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like there's no way they should lose to the Texans. There's, no, I mean, they should be able to beat the Seahawks. I mean, really, ultimately, I don't see them necessarily beating the Packers, but the Packers have been winning very ugly as well. Like, yeah. like I feel like when the Packers eventually have to go in and play the better teams, like they got to play the Titans, they got to play the Bills, they got to play the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Rams, the Dolphins. They don't have a very easy schedule the rest of the way. And the way that they're winning, Aaron Rodgers even said it, the way that they're playing right now is not going to win against better teams in the in the bigger teams. Like they they only beat Bailey Zappi by three at home. And again, not saying Bailey Zappi isn't good, but he's a third string, like coming in for an injured guy. No way he expected to play this year, right? Right, right. And I completely agree with that. Like the Packers, I don't know if it's Devontae Adams. I don't know if it's something else, but it's just like the vibes are not good from that team. No. And, Look, they'll probably have to. They'll probably have three straight wins against the Giants, Jets, and Commanders. But look, the, I mean, they they will make the playoffs. They always make the playoffs. But the question is, I mean, this team could be out in a in the blowout wild. in the wild card. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they, you just, you just don't, you don't really know what, what, what to expect from them at this point. I feel like with the multiple teams, like the Giants, you don't know if they're going to be able to sustain this good. You don't know if the if the you don't know the same thing about the Packers. You, there's just so many teams right now, and that's what the early seasons like. What makes it fun to watch is is like you just don't know how good these teams actually are. Like the Panthers were three and zero in 2021, only won two more games the rest of the season. That could be the same thing with the with the Giants. You just you just never you just don't really know what's what's happening, and and that's, that's why it's interesting. Just something to follow like the whole entire season, right? And that just tells you how hard it is to win the Super Bowl. Like, it, it, like to have, like, let's see, like, the Packers, they're a good, they're a really good team. But, like, right now, they're not even close to being at the level that I, that I expect uh, a team to be at if they are contending for a Super Bowl. I mean, and, and you really, you can't, you can't really, you can't really say, like, you got, you got very good receivers that were just going behind, Devontae Adams the whole entire time and, and Aaron Rodgers is obviously a Hall of Famer quarterback like you can't really they, that, that can't be an excuse you can't you, the offense can't be an excuse like you gotta they, they have to know how to win right and especially with the coach who has done it before like I know he hasn't been to a Super Bowl or I don't yeah Aaron Rodgers I know he hasn't been there I know he hasn't been there but who Aaron Rodgers every year he's been there it's they always they they he's they've made the playoffs and they've honestly gone pretty far. I guess. Yeah, like they always they always seem like a fall in the S, in the NFC Championship game type of type of team. Yeah, and now I don't even know. I mean, NFC Championship seems like a win for the Packers right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now let's see. Let's go. Let's go with the um. Let's go. Wait. Are you saying that they're going to the Super Bowl? No, I'm just saying. I'm no, I'm just saying like. It would be. It would be. I wouldn't expect. I wouldn't even expect them to make the NFC Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me neither. Okay, okay. Now Tua, Tua. Obviously, you probably. We're not even gonna explain it. You know exactly what happened. Um, um, and what this is. What this was kind of his proving ground year. So I mean, you don't really know what's happening for what's 
what's happening with him for the rest of the season. I mean, he's probably there's no way he's out for the season. You just wonder with the multi repeated like head injuries type thing. And he's coming off. He's playing currently in his best season in the NFL right now. Like he's he's doing stuff that he hasn't been able to do during his entire NFL career. And then this whole stuff is happening. The doctor gets fired. Um, people are criticizing the Dolphins and what's going on and like what 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 they're doing right, what they're doing wrong, all that type of stuff. And and whether he should have been playing against the Bengals or not or whatever. But what's your opinion on that? So, I mean, what my question is for the Dolphins organization and or whoever the doctor was who was handling him, like you think, what was this? They they're putting the player to a over the person to a, and that that's just not okay, especially with it with any injury, but especially with head injuries. Yeah, like, exactly. That's, that, just, that's actually a good point. I like that. Like it's you can't. It's you just can't do that, and I, I I'm very glad he got fired, because like that that's just I don't see how you miss that. Especially I mean it was clear to me when I was watching that that game with uh the Bills and the Dolphins like he should not have even played the rest of that game. Yeah, why why was he doing that? Like even if he was able to play in the next game, why was he finishing a game where he? Like that—that's a game where you just, even if you're two, like you just gotta say, no, man, this is this this isn't a good idea. Either the doctor has to say that, but someone there, qualified enough or to himself, has got to be able to say, hey, I can't do this, or we, or you, you, y'all don't want me to do this. I shouldn't do this, um, because this is not a good idea. Yeah, I just, I just feel like they they wanted to beat the beat the bills i mean honestly that makes sense but like you just you just gotta you gotta put it in teddy bridgewater's hands he's he's not that bad he's actually right, a, right. For, and in terms of a backup he's good and what i was gonna say is even if you are looking even if you're doing this wrong and only looking at the player to a like like teddy bridgewater i think has uh starter potential in the league and i i don't like you probably have the best backup in the league, and you're not, you wouldn't, at very least, wouldn't take him out to leave it in his hands. Yeah, like it's, if it's you just understand what I'm saying. It's just something like I'm happy was, the doctor was fired, and it, it, it's just what gets me the most. Someone, whether it's Tua, someone else, the owner, the the coach, whatever, has to be able to say this is not a good idea because you also you also want to question. You also want to make sure it's health in check, but also from a football standpoint, you want to be like, we need you later in the season. We can right. technically take a loss or two. We'll still have a winning record and win the rest of the season if you're there healthy for us. But we, you don't want him to be at like 80% the rest of the season. You want him to be 0% for like two weeks and then come back at 100%. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I was going to make that point that like if you're, yeah, if, if all you're considering is the player to it, then why not? think of it like like I, I need to I need to save him for later I guess whoever was making that decision just was not in the right headspace yeah I know that it's just it's just it's just a, something that you like why why it's, it's like, just concerning frankly. Yeah, I know we, we shouldn't even have to be talking about this to be honest right <laughs> especially with all the neurological advancements that we have today and how how most honestly I mean it took multiple people for this to happen so 
Yeah. Uh, how did so many people goof on this? Yeah, how, how did not one person say, like, oh, this shit, why, why, why is he doing this? this? We shouldn't be doing this. Like, there's no way one person didn't say it. it just either someone didn't listen or everyone was being stupid and it's it's something that that shouldn't have been happening but yeah. all right next thursday night football um what are we doing what what i mean uh, yeah actually what is the league doing this is probably the toilet bowl a little bit i mean neither neither of the teams are bad but i mean you could have probably i haven't looked at the schedule but you probably could have chosen a better thursday night football game all right evan who's winning What's the score going to be? What what's what's happening? Okay, this one is hard to predict because, well, honestly, it's not. I'm just going to go with the Colts here. This is probably not a popular pick because they are on the road at Denver. But they and didn't get the Chiefs Taylor though. Is out of the game. But I just I am not a fan at all of this new head coach in Denver and their offense. Like, frankly, you, I, I know Russell Wilson may not be an MVP level quarterback, but he's still. He's not even playing like a serviceable quarterback. He's still a top-tier quarterback, and I don't understand how you could be honestly playing – the offense could be playing worse than than it was last year. And and not only only that, he's got Jerry Judy, he's got Cortland Sutton, he's got a backfield of two very solid players. Obviously, Javante – I know Javante just got hurt, but at least up to this point, Javante – he had Javante, and now he still has Melvin Gordon in the backfield. Like, he's got – he has everything he needs to succeed, and I don't. And honestly, I don't think it's fully Russell Wilson's fault. I think it's a lot about the coaching. Although so, you do know that the offensive coordinator was the dude who made Aaron Rodgers good. Oh, is that is that who took the job? Oh uh, no! Well, I, I yeah, I think whether yeah, the head coach is the dude that made Russell Wilson, or I mean, made Aaron Rodgers. He was like the offensive coordinator for Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Well, sometimes, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I'm still going to stand with what I said, but I feel like maybe the reason why it didn't cross over is because, I mean, sometimes it just doesn't cross over as a head coach from a coordinator to a head coach. And also like maybe that maybe he was using some of the stuff he used in Green Bay and that just doesn't work with this style of team. That's true. You you just never know. Yeah. I mean, it's completely different. Like, and also Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, are two completely different quarterbacks. Like, they're not even close to similar, I think. Yeah, obviously. Um, And what's – so the line is three for Denver right now. Okay. If I – for my prediction, honestly, I think I'm going to agree with you. I like a lot of your points. The offense hasn't been playing too hot. Um, and just the Colts, I feel like they kind of have that dog in them because, they obviously, they were able to beat um, – Matt Ryan really – Matty Ice really came into play. That's his nickname. The way he got his nickname really came into play uh, last or the other week against the the Chiefs. And I really feel like if this game's going to be close, I feel like he's going to have that same thing still left in him again. And I just feel like they're, they're going to be two two and one with a tie. Yeah, obviously after this week as well. Yeah. Speaking of the Chiefs, how about their victory? Oh, sorry, I, I I know I'm going back to last week, but how about their victory over the Buccaneers? High scoring game right there yeah i know yeah so wait the chiefs wait colts beat them no i was talking chiefs and uh bucks oh chiefs and bucks yeah my bad okay but the colts yeah no i agree that, that that's that was an exciting game and it really it made my fantasy go bad too uh the, yeah, the one I, week I, tom I, brady I does well to... leonard Fournette goes off it, it didn't go off but he had a very good game and it, it really was annoying me 
Yeah, I mean, I had I had Travis Kelsey in that game, and he definitely, yeah, uh, definitely lived up to expectations. Also, with uh the Brady dealing with some personal uh, problems <laughs> with his divorce with Giselle, <laughs> both hiring divorce attorneys. What do you think of that? Yeah, I, I that's actually something I didn't hear. I mean, I heard rumors about it. I didn't know whether they were true or not, but I mean, that's probably why I left in the summertime. I mean, I don't. I wonder why. I mean, maybe. Maybe I, I don't really want to go too far into that because I, I don't really know what, what what's exactly going on. But, but, yeah, I mean. Let me give you what I think happened and what I, I – honestly, I think this is probably what happened. Okay, so he retires, right? I mean, yes. He was kind of pressured into retiring, but, like, like not, not by the media, but by his family. And then he's, like, he goes and he's retired for a couple of weeks, right? And he can't stand it because he has too much of an ego and he needs to be praised all the time. And also, like, he can't he probably can't stand his family for that long. And so he's like, okay, I'm going back. And then Giselle hates it. And she's like, okay, you're going to have to make a choice. This family or football chooses football. They get divorced. Okay. Uh, pretty uh, comical way of putting it. But, I mean, you could be right. You, you, you never know. I think that's exactly how it went down. <laughs> all right, yeah. Yeah, but anyways, back to the back to the Chiefs game though. It's like I didn't watch the whole entire thing, but I get up the next morning knowing that my the person I was playing against had uh, Tom Brady and Leonard Fournette starting. I was like, I heard forty one thirty one, and I'm like, dang it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was shocked to see that high of a score. Yeah, honestly, because I feel like, I mean, even Buffalo is not putting up that much points. Like last two games they've had 23 and 21 like and they I, I think they have the best offense in the NFL yeah I, I agree so I feel like defense may possibly be on the rise here yeah I mean you you, you don't I'm not yeah I mean really anything still anything can happen it's just like something everything is like still still up in the air right definitely All right, so anyways, uh, final couple of things that we want to get into is the Ravens-Bills game from last weekend. Uh, the Ravens kind of sold being able to put together a drive to win the game. Um, and uh, we'll talk about a couple more of the games to watch for next weekend, maybe some Monday Night Football, and then we'll just cut it off there. All right, yeah. you start off now. I mean, this would have been a huge resume booster for the Ravens. Who I think thus far are actually pretty good. They're they're just a two. They're just a couple of choked games away from being four and zero, and definitely being <laughs> an extremely choked game. Front runners for the Super Bowl. <laughs> an extremely choked God, it, game. It, it it kills me to say that, but I mean it's crazy. I could come back, but again, just still a few concerns with their um offense. Like, I, I I really, their ability to move the ball is not concerning at all. It's just, like, I feel like. Put it in the end zone. I feel like if the Steelers had that offense, we'd be dropping 50 every game. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I mean, and also it's just two games. You're up by 17 points against the Bills. And you right. fall. I mean, yeah, you decide to go to go for it instead of kicking the field goal, take, taking it into overtime. I swear that guy's so dumb. But, but you wouldn't even be in that situation if you just held on to the lead. I don't wait. When were they? They were up by. They're up twenty to three in the second quarter. Yeah, that's so much time to bring to let a team back into the game. 
But you're still up by 17 points against the Dolphins. You're up like 35 to 14 or whatever, and then you lose. Like, these are games that if you're trying to compete for a Super Bowl or trying to make the, the championship game, the AFC championship game, it's just games that you have to win. Right. And, yeah, you know, I mean, this could definitely be an AFC championship game. Like, this would be – this is such a good game to me. Yeah. Like, this is a very entertaining game. And I just – you know, as much as I hate the Ravens because of I'm a Steelers fan, I, I really like watching them. They're a very explosive team. And this, that's what – that's what the NFL – that's what, like, Super Bowl champions are looking like nowadays. I'm not calling Super Bowl or anything for them, but I'm just saying, like, nowadays it's more It's more of, like – like, look at last year. We had Joe Burrow and the Bengals, like a very young, explosive team in the Super Bowl. So yeah, and, you didn't, and we you didn't even know. expect them to get there. Oh, not at all. Yeah, no. Frick the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just – I mean, it's definitely a game that can repeat in the playoffs. It's just – if the Raven the Ravens are good enough, I mean Lamar, it's really fun to watch a running quarterback. Um, it's just games that you just have to figure out how to win, even if you face some adversity at the end, like they did in this game and against the Dolphins. Like they're only lost by three points. They only lost by four to the Dolphins, two of the better teams in the whole entire AFC. But still, you're winning these games. These are games if you want to try to get that bye in the AFC, you gotta you gotta know how to win them. Yeah, definitely. And that, that will help your team down down the road when it comes to playoff time, having experience with these teams and possibly even beating them. Yeah. All right, but other than that, is there is there anything else that we need to go through? Is there like a game you want to talk about for next Sunday other than the ones we already did? Well, I just want to go over our uh, game of the week for next week. Okay. So what I'm going to be watching, I do have to point out next week is kind of not that great with, big big games yeah but if I had if I had to pick one that I think is going to be the best game of the week and that would be the Bengals and the Ravens that's exactly obviously a little bit obviously a little bit of AFC North bias here but <laughs> you know I think this but this is a huge game for both teams and obviously the Ravens still looking to get their first win at home after blowing two leads at home earlier this season yeah but I th- like this is a really define the season type of game for me, at least, I think. Yeah, no, that's the game as I was actually going to go through. I mean, yeah, because they're both teams that faced, like, adversity. Maybe lost games they should have won. Like, the Bengals should have beaten the Steelers. Oh, well, don't get too ahead of yourself there. <laughs> that win will be – well, that win will be forever cherished. But I know I, I definitely <laughs> that. It's like, what were the kicking issues? Um, yeah. Oh, my God, that was so bizarre. Um, so awesome! Uh, I was. was like, you have no idea what it was like in my house for that. Yeah, thing. dude, it, it it's like two good Boswell and McPherson, like two. Dude, when Boswell years. missed, I was so pissed. I was like, <laughs> I was like, wow. So now we're gonna lose again. Yeah, I know y'all should be zero and four right now. Aww. That would be like the worst in the league. Hey, we could possibly beat the Texans. I hope so. That's why I y'all would be pretty down bad if we didn't beat the Texans. Yo, but we can beat the Panthers. Um, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Those is there a game that you wanted to highlight other than that next week? Um, I want to watch the Cardinals and the Eagles. I want to know now. Like, I'm not saying that the the Eagles haven't proved themselves. I mean, they've already played. 
they haven't really played, other than the Jaguars, who even then, like, we don't really know if they're actually legit or not. They, they're they 4-0, but they haven't played anyone that's, like, standing out to me yet. And they're 4-0. They're obviously very good. I really think that they're going to be good this year. I think they're going to be able to sustain. But the Cardinals is really their first true big test, and that's kind of like how how legit are the Eagles actually? Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, I mean, you we don't we really don't know how. Like, look, this four and zero. Besides, besides the uh, the good win against the Vikings, none of these other wins impress me. Like, yeah, exactly, at all. exactly. Because like the Lions, you, the Lions yeah, are you good. Played They're close. You played. Yeah, you played close with the Lions, close with the Jags, and then you—I mean, it was a solid win against the Commanders, but the, the Commanders', commanders offense sucks. Yeah, yeah, but okay, yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, I think we kind of but went through honestly, everything. their first actual real test comes up when they play the Steelers. Like that's like the game of the year right there, the one-five Steelers versus the six-and-zero Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, very, very uh, highly anticipated game for sure. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Um, oh, la- last little thing before we end it here. Um, I also, regardless of if Dak plays or not, I still want to watch that Rams-Cowboys game. Cooper Rush, think- though. Yeah, yeah I know. Before knows the starter. Exactly, and it's doesn't end here. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely a big game for both teams. I I would argue that it's more of a big game for the um the Rams here because you know you can't. It's though I will give it to them. They've had a very rough stretch at the beginning of the season. It's not it's not um it's not a good luck to be two and three after five weeks. Especially yeah, after at Super Bowl champs. Super Bowl yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if Dak does play, even better. It's that's going to be a great game to watch. Hopefully, it's on TV. Yeah, is he coming back? When is he coming back? I don't know, but I think it's soon. Uh, I think it's by like probably like week seven or eight. I think they've got a buy soon, so it's going to yeah, help so now. That's definitely going to help. Yeah. Oh right, yeah, but I think I think we went through everything. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming on again. Oh yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, no, uh, that, was, that was good. That was good. Uh, go follow my Twitter. Uh, yeah, follow follow Evan's Twitter. Um, yeah. it should be on my page, but yeah, go follow follow Evan's Twitter. It's just Evan yeah. Mangin. Hey, shout out to Mike London Jr. for following my Twitter. <laughs> that was a big surprise. I woke up this morning. I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> yeah, and then uh, follow me as well uh, at All Is On Sports, the name yep. of the podcast. Follow the show if you enjoyed. If not, be sure to go to Anchor.fm/slash All Is On Sports. Send me a voice message. Let me know what you want me to talk about or what you want me to change on. Yeah, yeah. Let let us know if there's something that you wanna want us to bring up because we can definitely work that into the schedule. Yeah, for sure. I mean I can even put the voice messages in the episodes. I know you might not know that, but Yeah. That's yeah. But yeah, all right, yeah, but thank you so much for coming on, Evan. Oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, talk to you soon. Uh good episode. So all right. go try. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of All Eyes on Sports. I'm Preston Green, and that was Evan Mangin, and I hope you will consider following. I hope you enjoyed. If you did not, like I mentioned, be sure to send me a voice message, um, and we will talk to you next time on the show. Have a great day or night or whatever, whenever you're listening to it.